It is the 28th of February 2018 and this is episode 328 of Digital Outbox. Hello and welcome along to another episode. Uh, I am Chris in this seat and over there in the other seat is Ian. Hello, Ian. Good evening, Chris. The beast from the east has finally struck. It certainly has. You're being snowed under. I think we've got some fun of that games tomorrow, but at the moment, we're all good. Yep, red alert. Red alert for Central well, Belt of Scotland. From the pictures you just showed me, quite warranted as well. Yeah, I, I, and I just get a little bit worried, you know, see when I turn around and look, it's because I'm seeing some crazy cars sliding <laughs> sliding side to side near mine, and I'm thinking, yeah. just give up, mate. Yeah, leave my car alone. Leave my car alone. Right then, what's been in the news since we last spoke? Well, um, BT's polls and uh, receptacles have been, and, and polls and holes have been in the, in the news. Basically, um, Ofcom has told BT that it must offer its telegraph poles and its tunnels to rival providers to make the rollout of uh, ultra-fast fibre broadband a lot simpler. At the moment, obviously, getting those fibres to people's houses is what's the biggest problem. And Ofcom reckon the best way of doing this is to make sure BT uh, BT's in, in, existing infrastructure is available to them. Uh, and variously, obviously, BT is has has got the its arm, its independent arm of um, uh, open reach. And interestingly, they kind of basically BT are saying they're going to have to consider the implications of this. And they're also considering the financial implications of Ofcom saying that um, they're not allowed to reduce prices in areas where other rivals are now starting to dig their own infrastructure. Uh, I guess that was one tactic they were using was uh, lower the wholesale prices where as soon as they saw... Um, you know, other providers starting to put their infrastructure in place. Uh, and they're trying to consider the financial implications of that as well. So it seems like BT are very much like, um, OK, we, we'll consider these now. Thank you. Uh, but OpenReach has come out and said, but actually all our poles and tunnels have been available since 2011 for people to <clears throat> to use. So it all seems a bit, little bit strange why BT wouldn't just say, well, yeah, that's already available. But, or you know... It seems like there's confusion going on. Yeah, and it's maybe just the beast from the east's fault. I am going to go through this podcast, mention it all the time. I won't, won't do it again. <laughs> but I feel a little bit that BT are getting slightly picked on here. Yeah, it's interesting. But but then again, BT were gifted all of those uh, exactly. <laughs> poles and poles and tunnels. Yep. They you know, and they're they're a good way forward. So I don't know. I'm not sure they're being picked on, really. No, there's a bit of that, but at the same time, at the same time, there's a whole. You know, I remember when it was Cabletel and NTL rolled out fibre, and I know fibre didn't get everywhere, but I mean, most most of Glasgow felt like it was dug up, um, and there was a whole load of, you know, I'm not saying they got it done for free, but it's a whole load of preferential rates to allow them access to go and do that to bring in competition for. I mean, that's the biggest thing. And that's why the regulators are there, isn't it? Because in in lieu of competition, they have to make sure that there is at least a fair market for consumers. Um, And and it's been proven so many times in the past when the regulator doesn't do their job. Companies cannot be trusted to do things well or or, you know, without, you know, 
exploitation. So... And at the end of the day, I I trust I trust um, I guess I I trust the overseers more than I do BT and and the individual companies because they all just point fingers at each other, and you've got to rely on somebody like Ofcom to say, "Here's what's happening. Here's what you're going to do." And 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 I'm trusting that they're going to drive competition and give me and you as a consumer a better product at the end of it. I guess I I guess the the fact that OpenReach and BT sound like they're singing different songs at the moment is interesting. Yeah. In that that was a you know that was forced split on BT, so they're no longer talking the same language which is interesting and actually maybe that split that was enforced on them is is more than just sort of regulatory uh, paperwork actually maybe there really is some some angle to that so that's that's good to see um but it's interesting that yeah it's good to see but also interesting that they don't really know what's going on so one side of the part you know. and the important bit of bt have turned around and said that this all this will impact open reaches revenue and profit by around 80 to 120 million. So they're almost basically saying, force us to do this, we're going to put our costs up to cover this. Yeah. But it did lead to them, Oprah reached say, one of the statements of the year, which is, our ducks and poles have been open since 2011. Exactly. Which, <laughs> it's just the best line. But I just, have that, I just have that niggle when you, when you artificially try and bring in competition. It yeah, generally just means yeah. we end up paying more. You know. So if I look at football, <clears throat> football just costs everybody more. So when Sky had it all, Right, we're going to force you to split the product up, and yes, it's helped the Premier League, but it's cost. If you are a total freak on what we see every Tottenham game or any man, every man you yeah. game, it costs you more. You now have to have multiple. And if I look at the power market, I look at the water market. It's all been artificially forced, and it's just costing the consumer more. Yeah, um, and I'm but... not seeing the infrastructure upgrades, and that's the worry about this. I just think the UK's infrastructure is lagging behind the rest of the world, and we're not. It needs, it's, Are telegraph poles the right place no, to put fibre as well? No. So to me, to, because they're to me, very susceptible. Yeah. To me, to, well, yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking at it right now, thinking, I'm kind of glad I've got a kind of fibre connection coming in right now, which is probably tempting fate. <laughs> Connections about yeah, to go. Def- definitely. Um, but, but I just, I just go back to things like you know high speed rail. Just, you know, don't invest in that. Invest in broadband, and and go go socialist. Just go government. You go and do it. Go and do it, and then just say everybody. We've put the infrastructure in, the, in, the, in it's, it's up to you. Go, 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 have at it, and sell the best product you can. Facebook has been facing backlash this week. Um, it went to a uh, American conservative event, which is generally not a very well received thing on the internet. Um, and, but also, it was demoing um, VR, and one of the VR demos it had was a uh, sort of a shoot shooting game it was seen to be uh sort of insensitive by uh the internet and they've been facing backlash since um so this was a this was a nra you know an nra either sponsored conference or they certainly in attendance so all these things are very unpopular and and say the, the there's been a lot of um complaints facebook have said yeah that was really we wish you know we're, we're very sorry and that was very un- insensitive and we won't do that again this is a set, standard set of demos that we run in vr and we should have thought a bit further on that um what what do you think to this whole thing it just tone deaf just just feels totally out of touch mm. especially when you think and maybe 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 it's back to the you know facebook is just a big corporate behemoth now but if, but if we go back to the how, how old is Facebook? 10, 12? 
something oh, like that. Oh, I don't that. know. It's much older than that. I would yeah. Thought. You know, yeah. so when it was first started, it was like the cool kid and it was basically two fingers to all the kind of, you know, all these things. And it just shows you how these big, you know, as, as companies grow, they end up, you know, they end up, you know, paying lots of money every year to, you know, influence people and influence politicians and um, they, they can't ignore, you know, a big proportion of society, whether you like it or not. But I just think it's tone deaf. Unbelievable one, tone deaf. One angle which I'm interested in, I, I, I'm interested to see how this develops over the coming years because we're already seeing some backlash on this, is the, is the, you know, the liberal side of society does very much now dictate and determine in that into the into the internet kind of sphere of consciousness the you know that moral outrage at things happening uh, and where you know that a company goes to talk at an event and you know it should never be there and it shouldn't we these events shouldn't take place but what that's actually doing is just squashing and repressing a, a, an element of a, you know of of society where we know those views exist um and is it right that that you know that all this pressure is now put on companies to not go to a say a conservative just just a you know rep- republican or conservative conference just because they are republican or conservative that's not you know necessarily a good direction for the you know society to take when you just say repress one argument and just prevent it from even being existing and I tend to agree, but my my issue was never the fact they went to a conservative event. You know, so I I know Google, Apple, all the big companies will be. You know, if I take it in the UK, they will be chasing after both. You know, conservatively, we're probably more conservative right now because they're in power. You know, and whoever's in power, they're going to go and you know try and sweet talk and get their way. And um, so you and, and same in America. So you just need to look at net neutrality and how that's all been. You know, the, the companies that were all you know trying to influence that debate. It's just the fact that so, and I, and I know it's a. Know. But the reason this is a story, and the reason this is over the internet, and there's moral outrage, is purely because you know, had they gone to a, a Democrat conference, then, then maybe it wouldn't have been picked up like it is. You know, uh, that... maybe I think I think the fact that the, I think the fact that the NRA was there, and the NRA is only going to be at a conservative conference, and that they did a virtual reality shooting game on you know like within a week within 10 days of the florida shooting that is a bit uh, you know yeah I, I just don't i don't yeah i think I, I, I hear something that no, I hear you're saying. when you it's, it's another one of these things we hear all the time there's the the headline is yep. oh my god they did this thing but actually the reality of it was they were just running a series of demos in vr and okay what, what do you do when you're playing vr games well one of those games will be a shooting game it's just you know that it's i think the headline is much more exploitative than the actual it's, content but all headlines are yeah, of course they are. But that's the same thing as like, you know, we had that, um, the doctor who made a joke and then it was all, you know, immediate outrage and um, across the internet, even though it was a sarcastic joke it, and, and meant in reverse, the headlines cost him his job. No, I know. But, as, but we've, all, we've all suffered that um, uh, emails, you know, so I, I see it at work, emails can't carry context, you know, and, yeah. and tone. And, um, yeah, it's very easy for to get that missed, and, and yeah. yeah, and the internet's regularly missing it. And, and, and even and even on phone calls, you know, I, I know I can talk to you on Xbox Live, and we'll slightly feel like we're disagreeing, but when we're sitting in front of each other just now, it's like you can tell from facials what's actually yes. meaning. Yeah, 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 and when exactly. I do that, it's like yeah, I generally disregard yeah disregard your point of views anyway. Uh, always, um, Huawei, Huawei, uh, new 
may, I've got to read it carefully because it's like, how close can you get to something being called a MacBook Pro? This is a MateBook X Pro <laughs> laptop. So Huawei actually had um, some laptops anyway, but they've recently updated their model uh, to... It's, it's actually a pretty damn sexy looking device. Um, it's slightly different aspect ratio. It's more kind of a... Instant, I, I don't know what the ratio is, but it's more the surface. It's a three by two. So, okay, so, so it's, it's old old school, basically. Yeah, and it's like the Surface Book that came out, which went three mm-hmm. by two, because um, I just believed that that the widescreen view, and if you look at you know this keyboard size, you can actually make a damn good laptop, and there's enough people that would want that size. Yeah, and and we did lose. You know, when everyone went widescreen, laptop screens did get smaller and less useful. <laughs> has to be said. Yeah, especially for viewing the internet. So like you you want height rather than width when you're or, or working in documents you know so it's like yeah. it's I always find it I always find it funny you got a white screen but you're generally portrait documents yeah. and you yeah. and you but it's like oh you know ne- you yeah you never really use the extra space no. anyway um so, but but basically they've by all accounts it looks like they've come up with a really nice device and they've also solved some of macbook's problems in you know macbook when it's lack of ports well they've added those extra ports i think they've got a couple of USB-C ports on it uh, they've certainly got the hardware underlying, and the price doesn't seem too um, offensive either. I just so the price the price they're talking about is probably up at around almost two. It's like fifteen hundred euros, um, which sounds high, and you know the people are converting. We're probably to talking dollars. twelve twelve hundred quid. Yeah, that. twelve to fifteen hundred quid. You know, and it's um, the thing I liked about this is they're trying to do something different, and people were laughing at them and some of the things they decided to do. So first of all, it looked really nice. Yeah. Um, you know, it looked. Really small bezel on the really small, monitor. You know, so they've basically done away with bezels. And one of the sacrifices to that is that there's no webcam built in around the screen. And it's a little pop-up webcam on the keyboard. And lots of people are laughing at it. And somebody did a video of somebody popped up the, the webcam and they were typing away. And so you could see lots of fingers and they're saying, this is a joke. And it's like, but a lot of the time when you're talking to somebody, you're not sitting there tapping loads, yeah. loads of notes away. And equally, being able just to hide that away is actually quite a nice idea because I've, the amount of people now that I see that are a little bit worried about have I actually been hacked in some way and somebody's got the webcam turned on and they've put tape over it. It's like, so yeah. it's it's tucked away in the keyboard. And I thought, you know, I actually quite like that. Um, the power button had a built-in um, fingerprint scanner. I I just nice. I thought the whole package and the fact that it was, you know, it was, it was well up to date. So it's 8th Gen Intel, i5, i7, a really good GeForce um, NVIDIA um, GPU in it, as you said, to the ports. I was like, you know, see, I was buying a Windows machine right now. And fair enough, this might, this might review terribly. For all we know, yep. it'll come out and it'll be like, wow, that's horrible. But I just looked at it, <clears throat> thought it was a bit strange that it was at Mobile World Congress and there was <laughs> there was, there was no, you know, there was no, no um, there was not, no mobile connectivity built into it. You know, so it's got the standard Wi-Fi, but it wasn't like there was like 3G or 4G built in. Um, but I just thought, wow, that's that's a company that, that I think people have poo-pooed over the years. But I looked at the design of well, that it's, it's, and I thought it was you know, gorgeous. It's got all those American implications. America don't like it because they think it's uh, spying. I think it's got some Chinese government uh, investment. I think that's partly the reason they don't like it. Uh, and they're worried that they're flooding the market with cheap devices, which then the Chinese government can go and spy. So that's you know a bit of paranoia there. But anyway, the these devices exist i think the reason they were at mobile world congress because they were convenient when they were also announcing their new media pad range so these are android tablets um so they got an eight inch and a 10.5 so they were just releasing the the updated versions of those um which 
again uh, they're android devices so <laughs> it depends take you know they're android devices pick, take but, your choice but there's yeah. only them in samsung really now you know there's, there's uh, yeah so it's, there's, it's becoming less sexy to have a device isn't it you know nowadays yeah it's um it's like there's an ipad market and then there's a really small mm. tablet market yeah uh and sort of Amazon Fire and all those kind of things sit in that market and actually probably consume most of the small market that exists. And then you just get the random people buying from from a you know Tesco on a on a whim. Maybe get some of these weird random devices. Well, they're not but going anyway, to be buying from Maplin anymore. Anyway, we'll come on no, to that. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, Nokia, that's a name from the past, isn't it? It's going to release the the uh, the Matrix phone. Um, as a sort of a super feature phone and trying to rekindle some of that excitement around that that everyone had at the time because that was a you know that's proper slick phone that had a snapshot um sort of mouthpiece in it, it a i had that phone the slider phone it was like it was the new thing i loved that phone yeah um so they're bringing that back so this is so nokia were who who bought rights to to make nokia phones i can't remember who it was now hmd because Okay, so is it, and this is them trying to cash in, I guess, on some retro. And I think I, I think I saw. Well, they did the three three one zero last year, and everybody kind of. That's it. I probably probably outsold their expectations. <laughs> yeah, so I think it did okay. Um, so this is the 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 eight one one zero, the banana phone, the matrix phone, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it's going to have four G. So similarly, one of the dings about the, the last year's one was, I see if it had four G. A lot more people would have probably picked it up, but it was a lack of four G oh. was causing carriers concern. What it's only a feature phone. What was it doing that needed 4G? That that was it, it, just for voice quality. Yeah, it was a thing. It was okay. a thing that became an issue for them. Um, and and again, this is a surprise hit this time along. Um, and I guess it tells me, and I know some other people are talking about it, but it tells me that the phone market. You you said it last year. It's it's got really stale. So it's like yeah. it's these kind of things that people are going. Oh wow, this is like. You know, this is and, something. You know, new. if you've already got all these devices everywhere, do you really want to spend all your day in a phone, or do you really just want a phone? Uh, you know, and you know when when you get to your desk and you've already got a, a you know a, a pad, or you again when we're consuming everything online now rather than having individual apps and stuff, may, maybe maybe these portable devices become less important. And actually, when a phone's a phone and you can have it on standby for twenty five days, uh, you don't have to constantly think about charging I, and all that power consumption i know many people at work so this is a this is a work related one not home so at home they're all smartphoned up but at work they just have a feature phone and they can take mm-hmm. a call and they can send a text so, and so who in one of the matrix ones and, it's cool and and that's all they want and they've been kind of almost forced into now you need a smartphone so you can get emails mm-hmm. and they're now like i've now got a samsung it now lasts two days the last one lasted yeah. three weeks you know battery life when really all i want to do is talk to people yeah there you go. So it's a thing. Old things are new things. Uh, Samsung has released or has shown its um, S9, so the latest device, um, which could be described as looking extremely similar to the um, S8. There's a couple of different changes, and apparently from people who have used it, they said actually some of the changes are incredibly useful. And actually, even though this thing looks similar, it's quite quite a deep set of you know it is incremental but it's but it's also offering quite a lot more especially in the camera department but it's a weird decision that they they have it does look very similar to the old device but it's different enough that your old case definitely won't work with it and your old accessories and things so that's an interesting decision to get that close to how looking but 
but not giving the benefits of having something that's the same form factor. Um, so they have changed it. They've moved the position of the fingerprint sensor um, and they've also, say, upped the camera. Uh, and one of the big things on the camera is the they've actually got variable uh, or at least a, a twin um, uh, aperture rating now on the camera, which is something very new for phones. Normally phones have a fixed aperture and then they work on software processing after that and this one's actually offering two different apertures depending so the camera can pick between them so that's an interesting angle i thought yeah so it's adjustable uh, which is kind of there's a notable first they're saying i think Definitely. i think it was on one of the nokia type microsoft ones but it was a big beast of a thing no one would have bought that then yeah <laughs> um and just going back to the case i think the big change was just that fingerprint uh, moving because yeah. i think last year they got a lot of dings from people saying they were constantly putting their finger over the camera lens because it was right next yeah. to it so they've moved it underneath it and i think people are still saying well i'm still going to reach and probably smear my camera lens but i don't think it's that big a deal but it's also got all the right kind of um hardware specifications there it's not worth going into these but no. it's got a lot of geek it's got a lot of ram it's got a lot of uh, power underneath it's got an sd card slot it's got uh it's got the phone ja- uh the headphone jack so that actually stays here which is quite a nice differentiator um so yeah and it's got it's got some um obviously apple's done their animoji so they've got something called ar emoji so <laughs> so this um this this turns your face into almost like a bitmoji type character that is animated and it looks a little bit they were always going to do it yeah, it's always going to happen looked a little you bit know. creepy um but <laughs> but, but hey ho it's um and you're telling me the animojis don't i don't need it as well so I think because cause they're basing the Samsung ones based on your face, the Animoji is a, a cute animal animating your face, if you know what I mean. It's animating, mm-hmm. so it's it's taking my voice and and making it say yeah. hello. Whereas in this one, it's like your face kind of creepily animated saying hello. Yeah, okay. There's a subtle but important difference. <laughs> it's got Android eight on it, and obviously it will generally keep up with the. Um, latest versions uh, fairly quickly it's got bixby on there which is their um that is their that's their talking thing isn't yeah it? that's what, a, what do you call them assistant yeah, yeah so that's yeah. their kind of voice assistant and i think you know i think it's it's kind of well under city which is well under google assistant you know so then in that pecking order it's it's not the best but it's the is the latest one. It'll be popular because uh, it's a strong form it factor, and they haven't popular. deviated too much. They've just given a nice step up, and the underlying hardware is pretty damn cool as well. Yeah, a couple of new colours, and I think it was about was it about seven fifty eight hundred or nine fifty or a thousand, depending on. So the... we're in that kind of region. Yeah, it's super 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 expensive. I mean, at those prices, you want and expect quite a lot, and I think at the moment they're saying it's delivering from the people that have been actually using it. Yeah. Um they also <laughs> announced their Dex docking station. This is this is <laughs> this is a little device that allows you to turn your smartphone into a uh, trackpad. Uh no. Uh, well, yeah. Does it turn into a computer and then it acts as a trackpad yeah. on the computer that it's running in? Yeah. So you hook it up to a TV. So so you plug it into it's basically the little so the little control so you got a Dex pad. Um, which is plugged in via DisplayPort HDMI into a monitor, and you know, you've got a USB keyboard and mouse. So then it yeah, and, you, and it sort of it runs you your phone and on then it a runs an Android phone. desktop. Yeah, okay. And the Android desktop also runs Word and Excel, and they're okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's you know they wouldn't. It's not going to replace a laptop, but see if you're just a casual every so often wanting to plug in. It's like actually that's not a bad idea. 
Uh, so mm -hmm. I saw it last year. Microsoft did it as well. Microsoft one was really slow. Samsung's one was actually pretty slick. So it turned into a reasonable yeah. experience. Yeah. It, turned, it felt like it turned into like a, a, a cheap to middling you know, tablet slash laptop. If you go back um, probably four years in our archives somewhere, I am there saying that the phone would be a device that you just plug into different display ports. So there you go. Again, attack of the attack of the preview. I don't know what I'm saying. No. What I'm saying is go and listen to four years of back catalogue and you might hear me say something that was a bit insightful. <laughs> yeah. It's only taken that long. And, and, and go and watch One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest at the same time. <laughs> Oh dear. Right. Anyway, so there you go. The DeX is being updated, so that's looks good. It's only going to be compatible with the S9 and S9 Plus at launch. So yeah, I should have mentioned that there's the, the Plus model for the S9 as well. Um, however, uh, ongoing, the, the actual form factor of this new docking uh, station will allow for more flexibility. So actually, uh, going forward, other devices should be compatible with it, which is nice to see. There you go. They've pushed on with a, a device that's quite unique in the market, I'd say. Yeah. Um, Sony has also announced its phones, the XZ2, uh, and there's the XZ2 Compact as well. So that's their kind of. Uh, is it their is it their key phone that they've got at the moment? It is, um, and it's but it, it actually looks looks just slightly dated, and that they've they're saying it's small as it's, it's just not as bezelless as other you know like a Samsung and iPhone are. You know, it's but they've but they've gone for an uh, quite a niche or a quite an interesting form factor. So it's not just a, the straight up oblong and square. It's uh, the back is almost domed, I guess, because it, it it fades to each corner, you know, each edge. It sort of fades towards. So it's almost like a dome type effect, uh, and it looks quite different in that respect. But at the end of the day, it is only an Android device, um, and you know, it'll live or die on if people are that inspired by it, really. I think the, thing, the big thing I noticed is they've, last year they put a 4K screen on it and, and they've dropped it this year and it's like, thank goodness, because that just seemed seemed like it was like somebody, senior in the company was basically just doing a tick box exercise to say, we've got a 4K phone and there's no content that's going to use it. Yeah, but then we've seen that plenty of times before. Yeah, but they've backtracked. Know. So this year it's a premium phone and they've actually, they've, they've they've dropped the 4k screen and it's like good because it was just made it such a this, high price this is where apple does things differently though they would they wouldn't have called it 4k screen no, they would, have, you know, exactly i mean they, they've done it before you know they'll call it retina plus plus i think and this is but, and this is why we've done it whereas they kind of just said this is a 4k screen why do we do it because we could but i think i mean to be fair to apple and samsung you know who have pushed on the kind of pixel densities it's got to a certain point and then it said right that's enough yeah, they haven't really talked about it since. The, you know, it's got the to that point and it's like they're all, is it about 500 odds now? Basically, you can't mm -hmm. spot a pixel. And this just felt like, you know, just, just a step too far. Because Yeah, doing it because you can, yeah. then it's worth it. And all. the weird thing is, so all the hardware is really good, but there was no release dates and no prices. It was almost just like, uh, here's what's coming. We're still here. But Yeah, we, I guess it's again timing on the event and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the compact version is obviously uh, is also there. So that you know, it's quite I quite like the idea of having the sort of a, a family of products. And you, the compact does look it looks small nowadays because people are so used to seeing these ginormous phones. But I think again, when I look back to my phones that are sat, you know, my my graveyard of phones, 
phones used to be these small things, even smartphones used to be small devices and they were really pocketable and we've gone away from that. I mean, we had whole adverts on from Apple saying this is why we'll never go huge with our phones because, you know, you can reach it with a thumb. Well, they went against that because consumers want these big phones. Yeah, yeah. But actually, they are a bit ridiculously big now and it would be nice if we went back to something a little but bit I more think there is a, uh, compact. I think there is enough of a market for them to make these smaller devices there's enough people that say I, I can't use this or i don't want to use this i don't want to carry it i might well go back to a much smaller device for my next phone so, just so i really like the t- I don't like it i like the 10 size compared to the plus i've got a plus as a work phone mm-hmm. and it's just too so you big. get to compare them both it's just yeah. too big you know and it's yeah. like and i see that with the samsung as well to me they're just too big whereas i know lots of people are like no give me more i want bigger than this so yeah no, I'm def. I think I'm gonna. I think that's. It. I'm gonna go back to a kind of old school form factor. So next time we'll see. We'll see when the decision comes. I, I think you should pick up um, the banana phone. I wanted the banana phone. Yeah, man. I want it. I want it, man. I never call anyone though. <laughs> right. Uh, apparently, uh, Feds can now probably unlock every iPhone model that's ever existed. Uh, this comes from uh, an Israel com- an Israeli company, um, Celebrite. Um, who have basically come out and said, yep, we can pretty much crack any phone that exists all the way up to iOS 11. Um, And so it sounds like, I mean, you have, you know, you have to send it to the company so they can do their thing and then they'll send you back the data that was on the phone. So they're obviously, they don't want to release software online because otherwise Apple will then find a way in. But Given how hot Apple is on all this stuff at the moment, I think they will figure out a way. You know, they're going to have to double down on their security now. But yeah, Israel's the place to go if you want to hack some stuff, which has been that way for a long time, actually. Yeah, yeah. I just, it's just one of those. It's like they're, they're one of the few that's come out and actually publicly saying, yeah, we can do this. Because there's lots of people who were suspecting that there was, you know, roots mm. in. Um, and I think I'm sure I had it in the article that it was something about yeah Homeland Security, um, said back in November, um, that they had you know basically unlocked and got into or they successfully raided an iPhone 10, mm. and there was people at the time going oh really so they reckon this is, this is all tied back to celebrate. Yeah, there you go, and we will. We'll see over the time whether that gets blocked. Yeah. I'm sure you know, it's the endless arms race. It's there? a controversial so. one because it's back to the should a should a government agency be able to legitimately, you know, if I'm a terrorist and you mm. know I'm I'm doing nefarious things. It's just a total. It's a total fight between yeah. It's, well, it's it's the endless fight yeah. between freedom and 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 you know and openness and both of them conflict with each other. Both have their pluses and minuses. Um, but generally speaking, having, you know, at least at least in some respects, this is a, at least a difficult process to go through. Um, and this isn't a publicly available company. This is this is meant for, you know, government organisations, things like that. Yes. But then private investigators also have access. OK, Apple is now relying on Google Cloud Services and Amazon S3 Cloud for data storage. Um, so cut long story short, it it chunks up all of your uh, iCloud data and it stores it all over the place and I guess wherever it's most convenient, but it stores it in small chunks with 
pretty much watch um silicon valley pipe piper and you can you'll eventually understand what it is um but yes it will use amazon s3 and it will use google's cloud service to store those uh, snippets of data uh, rather than its own cloud service it, it will use its data services to just store the encryption keys and key as- key aspects of it um in a real weird conglomerate of you know competitors being clients being rivals it's it's a really interesting situation that they've got themselves all into yes i i i, I laughed out loud at this and it's just because mm-hmm. I, I i just i get tired of the the real you know there's, there's a there's a real i don't know there's a it's almost like a thread that runs through a lot of apple people at the moment which is like don't give google any data they're dirty they're nasty they can't be trusted you know they just mine it for ads you know that's a they're a horrible 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 con- company and apple is as whiter than white and it's and it's like it's just not as black and white as that it's really all shades of gray you know and it's the same with samsung you know we'll slag off samsung because they copy apple but the iphone wouldn't exist without them no, you know it's no. it's, it's and, <laughs> and icloud would not would not run without you know used to be microsoft with its azure platform but it wouldn't run without mm. amazon and it wouldn't run without um, yeah for all their big blah Google. you know you know their their big adverts that they have at their conferences saying look at all our data centers and stuff actually on the grand scheme of things yeah the the actual heavyweight is sometimes being done by other people and it's just, yes like you say it's the same with all that you know this is our iphone and look at this chip that we've it's the apple a10 chip but actually it's being developed by other companies that they're rivals with yeah, and yeah. stuff like that so and i've seen I've, I've, I've seen blog posts from people that said you know i have you know i've i've you know i used DuckDuckGo. I've stopped, you know, I've stopped using Google Analytics. I'm using this other service. Uh, I don't use Google for anything. Um, I put everything in iCloud. I don't use Google Docs. I'll go and use, you know, a combination of notes and other things. And it's like, yeah. And, you'd, and fair enough, Google can't see this data. So, yeah, yeah. This is, invi- this is invisible irony, encrypted chunks of, yeah, it, it, it's quite interesting. Yeah, we still rely on their services. But yeah, I, I mean, but. The, Having said that, you know the people that are making that argument against Google and all their tracking. There's there's good fundamental reasons why they might have that point of view, and and genuinely they they're probably the clever ones in this whole situation. But do you honestly think Apple's whiter than white all this thing? I I don't. No, no, no. Of course not. I don't. Uh, Of course not. I you know they're a commercial organization. They're a commercial entity, and there's where there's money, there's power, and where there's power, there's corruption, and there's. They are no different from anyone else. We've seen that with all the kind of charitable things recently. Just because you're a charity does not rise you above human nature. Amazon is going to buy the smart doorbell maker Ring. So we've seen, um, I've seen Ring advertised quite a lot on Amazon. Actually, it was been it's been pumped around and it was pumped around during their kind of Black Friday deal. So they're clearly good selling devices and i think amazon have picked up that this is really going to be something that's strong for their home automation amazon are kind of putting some really strong foundations in there with all their other bits and bobs that they've got collecting together alongside their alexa um and yeah this is one of them and say it's an it's a basically a, a doorbell which works over wi-fi which sends a, a you know video footage of who's at your door um to your mobile so you can talk back as well and it's relatively simple to install and and set up um so it seems like a nice another string to their bow basically but a lot lot of money yeah a billion and um and they acquired (laughs) yep and they acquired (laughs) for a doorbell manufacturer (laughs) (laughs) they acquired blink and just a couple of months ago so i've got a couple of blink cameras around the house 
um, which mm-hmm. are, are are pretty basic, but but you know what you're getting, and and they've yep. and they've got nice long battery life on them, which is what I wanted. I didn't want to wire them up, and I didn't want to be replacing batteries every you know three weeks. Yep. Um, so yeah, Amazon are clearly you know making a play that that, and I, and I guess we'll see whether you know does it is a is a more tighter integration with the kind of Alexa platform. Is this the start of a you know Alexa branded you know security products? You know, will they go and rebrand them, or will they happy just to keep? Yeah, you know, it'd be it's... interesting to see whether that all yeah is Alexa then going to be the home automation solution, or is it still going to be the hub that other things hook into? Yeah, yeah. be interesting to see the direction they go. On so it. many because because Amazon have kind of winning on both sides. They've they've opened it all up. You know, so unlike you know Siri, which is quite locked down yeah. and and yes there's things and home kits all kind of opened up now but it's taken a long time to get there because but it's almost like you're waiting for all the apple products to come along and they're just not coming along no. very quickly as in if you want to go down that route you haven't got a solution whereas all these other ones that are open you've got pretty endless solutions now you can do whatever you like and actually do it in a cost-effective way yeah you know i just and i go back to the home pod you know it's uh you know so Jack's picked one up one of the other guys what was picked one up and um obviously it sounds great Shaq says Siri's far better than he thought. I, I'm, I'm still like you're, you're in a bubble, mate. You know, it's like, it's yeah. like I compare it to how reliable. Um, they, they, uh, Such a lot of money for that product. It's just not worth. Yeah, it. but I, I go back to how reliable Echo and and um, Alexa is compared to Siri. It's, it's it's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing how bad it is sometimes. Yeah. Um, and it's you know you I, I almost feel like recording what I say, and I know if I record it, so it's exactly the same that I play back to Siri each time. It still gets it wrong, whereas mm. Amazon just gets it. You know, the Echo products gets it right all the time. As as does Google. Google yeah, has I, nailed that for a long time. I, I've not know. tried Google, so I can only I only what it's kind of. I would say it's the most reliable. Yeah, I've used I used Google through the Google search app, and I I, I find that reliable there. Um, so, yep. but as I said, I'm, I'm I'm using Siri in the car, you know, more because I've got CarPlay now, and um, it's just not there. Maplin is closing. Well, it's certainly in administration, and they're looking at uh, working with the um, the administrators to try and work out what they're going to do next. But basically, Maplin's been a massive street presence for electronics and devices, sort of devices for ages now. I don't know. I don't know when they when they actually started up, but I remember them forever. And it used to be a real kind of hacker's delight, isn't it? It yeah, used yeah. to be that little store that you could go and if you needed a specific cable or if you needed this, that, or the other, you needed something special made up, they were the people to do it. And I guess so I've I've you know, I've oh, it's, to me it's a store for geeks. You know, it was it was Maplin and things like model making shops that I remember yeah. as a kid. <laughs> and that was the kind of geeky shops I remember. Uh, and just looking down, the article does have it. So it was a mail order business started in nineteen seventy two, so a year before I was mm. born. And yeah. um, and its first shop was 1976. So I guess it's one of those you know kind of shops that's grown up with us, you know. And um, it's but it suffered from online, I guess. And do you really need I, a presence on on the high street? And, and to be fair, they are quite expensive. So I will grudgingly mm-hmm. go to a Maplin for a cable, knowing that I can get it now. Well, you won't anymore. Uh, no, it's still opened. So they're, still, they're, they're, they're trying to keep it open as a going concern. But I think you're going to see it. I always found but, what, it, but they're not then. But again, so, why do you need that presence on the high street so, now? That's kind of where it comes down to. Exactly. But two things wind me up about Matlin. The first was I'd walk in, <laughs> I'd walk in a quiet Saturday morning. They've only been opened half hour or an hour. There's the three guys standing at the tills, 
and one of them would follow you around. It's just <laughs> leave me alone. I know what I'm doing. Stop following around, you big creepy bugger. And then and, and then they would take you back to the till, and then you would ask for your postcode, and they're not getting my postcode. Yeah, I'm interested in these battery offers. Just give me the and it's like Amazon Prime. I could have done this in an hour. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, not even that. And it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, and it probably would have been delivered the same day. You know, so play, well, Prime now within an hour or two, I could I could yeah. have it. You know, Prime might be that evening or tomorrow, and the range yeah. is vast and cheaper. Yeah, lots cheaper. But still, For, I'm quite quite sad. So, and yeah, toy, um, Toys R Us UK um, also closing. So we're just seeing big, them. we're seeing more and more scum. of these things. We're still. I'm <laughs> again another one of my insights. We're still waiting for those generic stores, like department stores, that are just showing products. You can't buy anything, and they just have pods where you can go and buy them online, you know, whatever price you want. Uh, but um, where manufacturers build to get, you know, go b- bundle together to to have these stores where you can go and see products. Yeah, and, and I don't, I don't think we're far off. You, you walk into, it's, it's amazing if you walk into a Marks now. They've they've got their Argos area almost, and um, they've just got a yeah, set so- of like. They don't have catalogs. It's all tablety things, and somebody's helping you order from their vast online thing. And here's the furniture you can get. So, the stores are going to become just yeah shop demonstration areas, and then like all the all the selling happens elsewhere. Yeah. Anyway, um, Formula One is yeah. doing a streaming service for the first time, um, and it's going to be available in multi regions, but not the UK because UK is locked up with Sky for a good period. So. US, Germany, France, Mexico, Belgium, Austria, Hungary, and much of Latin America is going to have a streaming service available for, um, what is it, 8 to $12 per month? Yeah, the, so there's two tiers to it. There's like uh, an F1 TV, and then there's a top tier that they're calling like F1 TV Pro, um, which will be commercial free. Um, so the pro version, I think, gets all of them live streaming and. Uh, yeah, you get all the different streams from all the drivers and all the practice and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's just, uh, and I, I guess this is the other shoe dropping the fact that Liberty Media bought them, you know, bought F1 about a year, 18 months ago. Um, so it, there's, there's, there's probably a bit of an inevitability about this. Well, if you've ever watched any American motorsport, you'll see how much more advanced they are on their streaming side of things and all the technologies. Like if you watch a, a NASCAR race, you can follow along on have a 3D, like fake 3D sort of mock-up of the race as it's going along. You can hear all the drivers talking all the time, literally tune into their radio conversations, all the spotter information, all the race, uh, you know, the um, stewards, things like that. It's a very different thing, um, you know, opening up all these things and just letting the, the fan listen to what they want. Whereas, you know, in... In Formula One, it's still very locked down, and and okay, we've seen more and more be released, but again, it's all filtered, really. It's filtered as somebody saying, "I'm deciding that you can hear this, but I'm deciding mm-hmm. not to say that one, and I'm deciding you don't hear that one." <clears throat> and it's, it seems like Liberty are going to bring some of that openness. Maybe they're just going to bring that to Formula One, and and say it's nice for those other territories, giving them a solid place to actually go and view this content, make the content available, and people will watch it. And who knows? Maybe it will mean that we can get Formula One cheaper in the UK at some point, rather than having to go down the uh, the Sky route. I, I know we've got the terrestrial version, but it's if you're a huge fan, it's not it's not up to snuff. And 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 at the end of this year, it goes. So terrestrial goes oh, okay. at the end of 2018. Um, so the Channel Four deal finishes this year, and there's no not going to be another deal. Sky have got the rights now for the, like, the next lockdown. I think it's three years. Um, after well, this maybe year. more full them depending on how all the new regulations come in and uh, work, exactly know? and i think i think it's part of the deal that, that they need to show they need to show the british grand prix um 
as a kind of like free tier type thing. Free to air, yeah. Um, so they've not released who they're going to team up with. Um, so mm-hmm. they they get to pick, you know, what free tier, you know, and there are some people talk about they'll deliberately put it on Channel Five just because most folk won't get to five, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whereas you know, if, if they really wanted to promote F one, you'd stick it in BBC One, you know, and and try and make a big deal out of it. There you go. That is the news um, for something we said we were going to be do quickly. Actually, we've we've sprouted on for a bit uh, there was a but there was a fair amount to get through there was, it was, there was. A busy week. yeah it was good yep so um if you want to find out more about who we are what we are digitaloutbox.com is our website info at digitaloutbox.com is our email address and we're on twitter as digitaloutbox as well cheesy uk is my twitter handle and my racing driver blog is academyracer.co.uk ian where do we find you i'm on twitter as sweeper i um my blog is ind.net and if you want to see more um, like snow pictures, then I'm on Instagram as Sweeper, I think, as well. Yes, I've noticed you posting to Instagram a few more times. Have you put any drone footage on there yet? Uh, there's a couple. There's a couple of drone photos from a couple of weeks ago. So with Shaq, Shaq had his new um, uh, Mavic Air, mm-hmm. um, and it was quite interesting just seeing the size difference. You know, I, I, I to go on that little trip, so we went up to Holland. Uh, and we had our camera backpacks, and I had to have my drone backpack. So I had two, <laughs> and he just slotted his into the camera backpack. And that, that, that's the difference. That is the difference. It um, makes it so much more practical. But, and I mean, think, think camera wise, it's he's it's, it's much the same size, um, but but has just just got a far better bit rate on it. So the videos will look a lot better. Uh, but it was the size. It was the size difference. It's just night and day. It's like yep. gorgeous. Alrighty, so we'll see it. if the weather, if the beast from the east um, subsides, we'll maybe try and get out and get some get some nice white shots. It'd be yeah. good to get snowy shots. Yeah, so so that's the because it's almost like a. It's been a long time since we've had such big snow, so it's nice to get those to capture them for maybe in maybe the global warming is actually going to mean we'll see more of these extreme events and they're common, but who knows? And, and even if I, even if they don't get out and about, it might just be a local Glasgow one that I might do. Yeah, we'll see. Alrighty, speak to you again next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.